go out to LA. Somebody needs to do a song for LA. Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Count my nose, smoke up. I'm from California. Where you from? So what? I'm from California. This is Los Angeles. Well, where are we going? Westward, huh? What up, y'all? It's your boy, BTG. BTG for president. And I got a, a a returning guest. You heard him before because we went at it. And it's perfect because he's on one side and I'm on the other side. And we've been on that. We This is probably our relationship because I'm a waffle guy. He's a pancake guy. I'm an Iron Man guy. Obviously... You're a Captain American guy. That is facts. Okay, so uh, we already know who was on whose side uh, during the Civil War. Um, I so, was on the right side. <laughs> he was on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I will say this. He was on the alt-right side. <laughs> okay, y'all should be familiar with his voice. Not only does he have one of the most, uh, I would say, I would say soothing and it's kind of like, it's kind of like Montel William ish to me type shows. Uh, but he has one of the best entrant, uh, intro songs as well. Uh, cause I find myself dancing. It's very relaxing. Uh, <laughs> please introduce yourself once again. Welcome to the Delvin Cox experience. I'm your host, Delvin Cox. What's up? BTG for prayers. We talking spoilers. We talking spoilers and getting all into it. Yes. Endgame. Yes. In game. In game. Ten years in the making. Oh my God. Now, uh, you got to be honest. I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. You got to be honest with me. I'm 36 years old. Uh, the last hour and a half of the movie, my emotions was extremely high. Yeah. I'm being. I'm gonna be honest. I cried. Probably not like poo hoo cry. Somebody actually did that in the theater when I went to go see it. Somebody was like sobbing and soaking. Like, <laughs> like oh my god. <laughs> I didn't do that. I like teared up at three scenes in particular. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to get to those scenes. Yeah, we're going to get to those scenes. But prior to this, there was a little malfunction and we had some great content. I'm going to try to see if we can remember everything that we just said. But I know it started from, I was trying to say that, you know, Mike from uh, What Up Dope Podcast, Chaffee and Sean from ETMF, uh, Delvin and myself, we're attached and we're connected because of the Marvel universe uh, and our nerdiness for Marvel, um, they know that I'm a well-known Captain America hater, right? Yes. It's a hate love. So it's not like I hate him like he has to go. It's like a hate. It's like, uh, how can I explain this? He comes off as too clean cut for you. Too clean cut, and I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna explain why. Okay, so I'm also a Wolverine fan. That's my number one character of all time, and in, in across all, uh, yeah, across all uh, cartoons, uh, everything. Wolverine. He had his beef, his inside family beef with who? Delvin. Cyclops. Both kind of known as that Captain America character. Exactly the goody two shoes. Yes, teacher's pet. I got to do it this way. We have a strategic... He's like uh, Leonardo. Yeah. The, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my favorite character from the Ninja Turtles was Mikey and Ralph. 
those, you know, those, that's fact. That's those good characters. I like Mac, I like Michelangelo Ralph too. Yeah. So you can see the pattern, <laughs> the pattern of characters that I like is more of the, you know, the um, shoot now, ask questions later. Yeah, which is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's what comics is about: having characters that kind of closely represent some of the things that you stand for, some of the things that you aspire to be. Mm-hmm. Like, um, for example, Wolverine is one of those guys who don't back down for anything, who will stand up and fight to the death for his family. He's always been that type of character. He kind of can be standoffish, but he's always passionate about what he believes. Right. That's what makes you Wolverine such a unique character. And he's always that guy who's going to go go guns blazing into the battle, not even ask questions. Mm-hmm. And you and know, and Cyclops and was just a, Cyclops was just a cock blocker. Like, can you just let Jean yeah, and and Wolverine just ride <laughs> off into the sunset? Like that used to just piss me off. That love triangle was just horrible. Yeah, it was. <laughs> they did. And uh, to be fair, the movie version of X Men didn't do Cyclops justice. That movie was made to make Wolverine <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, Cyclops he, never got his own. He never got his own movie. I mean, you know, Wolverine did. Yeah, yeah, they made him a clown. I'm just call it like it is. You know, in the comic book, Cyclops is interesting because he is, while he is one of those type of characters who is a good guy and goody two shoes, it becomes a point in the comic books where he starts realizing, man, this is bullshit. I'm mm-hmm. going to start doing things my way. He kind of becomes like this militant mind type dude where he's like, we're going to do this my way. More, he comes more closely to like how Magneto is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But still a good guy, but no, if we do things my way or we're going to do what we got to do to get it done. Like Malcolm. You know, they started yes. going the Malcolm way. Because Magneto, what a lot of people don't know, Magneto was compared to Malcolm. Whereas Professor yeah, it, X it, was compared to Martin. Yeah, which is a very, like, X-Men in general, is ahead of his time by far. Man. It dealt with a lot of things like race relations and everything like that that people don't think they could get from comic books, but Marvel was doing that type of stuff long before people thought about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So, I mean, that's where pretty much it came from. Like, it's not like I don't like, you know, I know we need Captain America. Like, he he is, he's one of the dopest uh, matter of fact, I used to I used to pick him in uh, in the combination when I when I used to play against uh, uh, Marvel and Capcom. You know what I'm saying? I used to have a cold combination with uh, him, Thanos, him, Thanos, and Spider Man. Um, That's a good combination. Yeah, man, it was a killer combination. Um, but like I said, you know, I was I was when when the Civil War popped off, everybody know that I <laughs> I was on Iron Man's side, and you know what? I was also a little biased because. Like you said, the clean cut and stuff like that. One of my favorite actors of all time is Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is an excellent actor. Yeah, yeah. He's, excellent actor. Man, he's just, he's just, he's phenomenal, man. Just, well, since we're talking about it, let's get into this one part about it. Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. defined those characters in such an incredible way. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard for somebody else to ever take up those shoes. Man, like... I, as much and like I said, the love hate relationship that I have with Captain America, I don't want to see anybody else play him. I really don't. Yeah. You know what Not I'm saying? Steve Rogers, at least. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah. uh, like we said, we were emotional. Uh, I was emotional. Like I said, that whole hour and a half left because I remember when my wife tapped me. She said, "We got a whole hour and a half left." 
<laughs> and I said, yeah, and it's about to get real. Um, where do you want to start? Like, what? I mean, oh, well, just well, let's start with from the beginning. What did you think of the film first and foremost? Oh, well, I mean, I as far as the beginning of as far as the beginning of it, um, if you don't follow the the previous movies that was set out there, then you wouldn't understand what was going on as far as Ant Man's Ant Man had a huge role in his in his movie. Um, yes. And and if you don't follow all the movies, then you won't understand how important uh, that whole because it was like it they, it was actually like two halves. It was like an hour and a half, the first and second quarter, and then the third and fourth quarter was all action and things like that. If that first hour and a half, if you really didn't follow the other movies, then you wouldn't understand the little Easter egg that was planted there. Um, the them trying to figure out. Um, the, the the whole time travel and 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 all that and then most importantly um uh, the argument between um you know be, between Iron Man and, and Captain America that was probably one of the most important scenes to me in the movie was that argument yeah by far because by it, far because it go ahead because of the way it played out and we're since we're getting all spo- full spoilers in this when the, after the snap happened, everyone else was crestfalling and at their lowest point, except Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Iron Man kind of had everything to lose because he got back to Earth, he got his wife back, he had a child, he was moving forth with his life. He was like, you know, I'm just being a dad. Yep. And then, you know, they come to him like, this is skipping, a, like, I want to say a good... 30, 40 minutes ahead in the movie, they, they come to him like, yo, we got to do this. We got to make this right. And one of the things that kind of touched me about it's like, yo, he's like, and I feel, I felt him on this. He's like, I want to fix this, but I want to fix it at the cost of my family. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember how important that was to him because remember starting out, he had no family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so he, it did seem like he, it was just all about him. And so when you look at when you look at the backgrounds of Iron Man and when you look at the background of Captain America, it's totally different. Yeah. And that and that yeah. and that created that it that created that that personality on both sides on how they wanted to protect the world. You know? Yeah, and I think it's interesting how the character dynamic changed between the two as the MCU went on. Like, you know. Iron Man, when Iron Man 1 came out, he was kind of anti-government. I don't want the government to have my suits. I don't want to give the government no control because the government takes things and corrupts things, essentially. You see, and now and now you see why. <laughs> you see why that's my guy because yeah. I feel like that in real life. <laughs> yeah. And then the interesting thing is, and this plays into Endgame, after Age of Ultron happened, he lessened his stance on that because he, not because he was like he agreed with the government, but because he felt like, damn, if I keep this stance, I'm going to lose my family. Mm-hmm. In terms of his family, I mean, the Avengers. Yep. They're going to break up. They're going to start putting being hard on us and they can end up getting them killed because of the, of the vision he had in uh, Age of Ultron where he saw all the Avengers dead and he felt like it was his fault. Yeah. But on the other side of things, 
Captain America had a whole different take where he was all Nick Fury. When the first Avengers came out and our Captain America first Avenger came out, he was kind of like, Nick Fury, what we got to do? What we got to do? We got to get this done. We got to go. You want me to go get, get rescue these hostages? I'm there. I'm doing this. And then all of a sudden, when a soldier happened, and then he started, he, he found out that, big spoiler for when a soldier, that the shield that he was working for for all those years was actually Hydra. So Cat was got to the point where he was like, "I can't rock with this. These guys are not. We can't can't be trusted. And if the if the government can be kind of taken over that easy, why should we put any of our faith in them?" And that's where the big conflict in Civil War happened because Captain America was on the stance of, "If we give up our values right now, we're giving them this chance to be like, oh, okay, we work for the government." Today, we're just working for the government, basically. And tomorrow, we're taking over countries for them. Mm-hmm. And it could be the wrong thing. Where Iron Man was like, no. We need to play the game right now. Figure out, keep the family together so we can figure out what we're going to do when Thanos come this back. all goes over yeah. in the long run. Because he, he felt... a fascinating way. Yeah, he felt, like, he felt like that the whole Thanos thing could have been um, somewhat... Uh, taking care of, or would it, they would have been better prepared if he would have led, you know, if if he would have been the actual leader of the whole thing. You know, it's the whole Kobe Bryant thing. He wanted to take yeah, all, all the stuff. If all the Avengers were together, this Thanos issue, because that's what he said, basically said in Endgame. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what, if all the Avengers were together, this Thanos thing wouldn't happen like this. We would have easily beat Thanos. Mm-hmm. Which he has a point to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has a point with yeah. that. I'll give him a, a, that's a huge point. Like, if you can easily see if all the Avengers was on one accord at that time, mm-hmm. you can easily see them defeating Thanos. Right. But the problem with that is the fact that they wasn't on one accord. And who's and to be honest, to be honest about the situation, if they all would have followed Tony Stark, the go- it could have been a possibility the government could have controlled the Avengers. That's true. And how that's that true. Affect, how that would affect everything. That's or true. Or if they all went Captain America. Then all the Avengers would have been fugitives for justice. Mm-hmm. That could have been even worse. And then, and then we might as well go link up with uh, the X Men because they feel the same way. They fugitives. Exactly. Um, I think it's interesting. Yeah. Well, again, you got to remember though. At the end, he said uh, one of the more uh, most important things that he said is that y'all are expecting a happy ending, and boy, we did not get one. <laughs> we did not get at one all. at all because we lost two. And even like, I look, even the casual, I, I, as, as me who hopped back and forth into the Marvel world, into the comic book world, I knew uh, Black Widow. I know of a lot of characters that they even haven't brought up yet. Shout out to Gambit. He, he's just, come yeah. on, man. Can, he, can Gambit get a movie? Hello? For real. But that'd be dope. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm hurt by her sacrificing herself. Uh, well, let's talk about that for a second. One thing that I did like about this movie a lot that a lot of people didn't expect, I don't know if you expected this or not, is the death that happened, the, not the snaps, but the death that happened mm-hmm. stuck. Yeah. If they were dead in Infinity War, they were dead in Endgame. Yeah. They're not coming back. Right. Right. Vision's gone. Yeah. Gamora's gone. Loki's gone. <sighs> it was no, like, bringing them back at all. Like, no. They're gone. That hurt. You have to deal with it, essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that was kind of the big thing that people were saying before Endgame. Like, oh, 
the stakes didn't matter because all these characters are going to come back. And then when you watch the movie, realize these characters are not coming back. They're not coming back. They're not coming. Well, and, didn't they say that that Loki might have a chance or something like that? Okay, we, we can get into that real quick. It's not that our Loki has a chance. Okay, you remember the, the scene in the movie where they went back, because this is obviously we're getting into spoilers, but they went back in time. Because did you understand the whole time travel aspect? I did, but I didn't like, you know, it was kind of like, it was kind of like sitting in math class for four hours. Like I got it while I was in there, but as soon okay, as I, I walked out, I lost it. Okay, let me explain to, for those who don't know how it works. They're, they're going back in time, right? They can't change their own timeline. Like, for example, if somebody dies on their timeline, they can't go back in time and change that. Okay. What they're doing is they're going back in time to, like, to get the stones and, like, to bring the people who were snapped away back, but they're not changing their timeline. So everything that happened in the Infinity War happened. Right. And if anything that cha- they changed in that timeline, it just turns to another alternate universe timeline. Right. Right. Like, for example, the fact that Loki got the Tesseract and then and left and dipped. Left. <laughs> he, he dipped. That changed. That didn't change their timeline, but that changed that universe's timeline they was in. So basically, it's an alternate universe of Loki running around in another, like, another dimension doing something, which I'm quite sure that's what the TV show is going to be about. Right. <laughs> just like when, um, just like when, um, Thanos came, that Thanos from that world, from the Guardians movie, came to that the 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 reality of the Avengers, and they killed him. Mm-hmm. That that didn't affect their timeline because their Thanos was already dead. Mm-hmm. It affected that timeline he came from, which caused the alternate dimension with that other Gamora. So that Gamora is still out there. That's not our Gamora. That's yeah. another Gamora. That's another Gamora. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 um. What did they say that Star Lord is going to be on a search for their original one or or his or something like that? For for that Gamora, most likely, that's yeah. what's most likely end up happening. Yeah, because he like he can't he can, you can't change your timeline. Like it's not like Back to the Future. They even made a joke about it. Mm-hmm. You can't change your timeline, but what you can do is you can fuck up other people's timeline. Like for example, like the when they met with when Hawk met with the ancient one, she was telling him like you have to bring these stones back because if you don't. Your timeline may be saved, but this timeline that I'm living in now is going to be screwed over. Right. Right. Man. Man. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. That's why a lot of people are going to see it two or three, four times or whatever. Um, yeah. And then they also going yeah. back to go see, you know, the hidden Easter eggs and things like that. Howard the Duck, you know. It's a lot of them. In this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, let, let me ask you this, because I think it's an interesting question. What did you think about the beginning when they straight up killed Thanos? Yo, that... <laughs> so... It was like in the first 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah, and that's, and that's where I'm like, it confused my wife, because she wasn't, she didn't understand it. My wife is not a Marvel fan. She is, she's a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, just a, a average Marvel fan. Um, yeah, she'll, yeah, a casual. There you go, a casual. That's what I was looking for. A casual Marvel fan. She'll go see the movies, uh, but she doesn't understand the timeline. She doesn't understand the history, or she doesn't know. I will, I, I will say, uh, she doesn't know about the history uh, between these characters. 
um, or anything like that. But she knew something was something wasn't yeah you know, something was off because of them killing Thanos that fast. And you know she and her anxiety was up the whole goddamn movie. <laughs> I, I don't blame her. You know, and and it even it, it kind of threw me off because when they showed him and they showed his arm and things like that, I'm like, yo, I'm like, he really like he's really okay with half of the planet gone, and he's just here by himself. Just this is what he wanted, chilling. yeah, just chilling. And then once they got word of where he was at, you know, it's it's kind of like I. I don't know. Do you think they caught him by surprise, or did he? Do you think they? You know, he felt oh, they definitely caught him. They definitely caught him by surprise. I think he knew they were coming. That's why he did what he did. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, by destroying everything. But, but he didn't know when they were coming. When? Yeah. When? Um, yeah. So you know, I mean, like I said, this is a spoiler alert. Uh, this is this won't be out until next week. I thought I I figured like I I said I was gonna put out like two or three weeks later. But I'm like, no, next week is enough. Next week is yeah, enough. That's, that's so, yeah, Thanos destroyed the stones. Um, yeah, that was uh, when he said that. I'm like, I didn't know. I was so I, and I think that's what with with everybody, because uh, I mentioned to Mike and him in our group chat. I was like, there was a young lady sitting at uh, uh, towards the bottom of the theater. She darted out the theater. And everybody knew what she was doing. She ran to the bathroom and she came back within like less than a minute because you didn't want to miss anything. Not yeah. one thing. And that's how important it, it, that's how important the movie was because even for people that, that didn't flinch or didn't move, had to go back and watch this two or three different times. Um, but I want to talk about, I mean, more of the emotional parts, you know, of the movie. Um, well, let's let's get into that. You were talking about Black Widow, which I think was a huge, huge emotional part of the movie. One of the parts I actually teared up because you see these two characters mm-hmm. in terms of Hawkeye, who was actually awesome in this movie. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And, and Black Widow fighting to save each other. Fighting. That's the that, and that's the crazy part. And my wife did not get it because she was like, she was like, well, like I said, she's a casual. She's a casual fan, but she didn't know the rules of the Soul Stone. So. Once I explain, like, no, once one of them, you know, sacrificed themselves, they're not coming back at all. <laughs> at all. That's it. This is it. And she was like, oh. Yeah, it was, that was an emotional. Yeah. That was a deep moment because those who are watching it, when you're watching it and you've seen Infinity War, you hear them say, yeah, we're going to go get the Soul Stone. You're like, oh, no, <laughs> this isn't going to be good. Yeah. And and and, 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 and and people and I don't think like the the casual fan they don't understand that because they just think oh they're going to go get the stone and come back but they never realize that in Infinity War bro it was a sacrifice Thanos had to sacrifice his daughter to get that that stone you have to sacrifice someone to get that stone and they and are not back. cannot bring them back that is a call yo shout out to not just the writers but. Yo, man, just shout out to the man himself for creating something like this. That is that crazy. Was, that's an, it was an amazing plot device. And I think when that moment happened, that's when the movie took a toll from turn for me because the first half of the movie, with the exception of Thanos getting his head cut off and things like that by Thor, it was kind of a, a comedy almost because they were mm-hmm. like cracking jokes, <laughs> things was happening, you know, 
the whole Captain America, that's America's ass. You know? And Thor, Thor being out of shape. Thor, Thor being fat playing Fortnite, you know. <laughs> there were funny moments that were just great. But then once you got to that moment where you see one of your favorite characters, like, and they, they break it down, they're like, no. One of you guys not getting out of here. Yeah. Not only that, though. Not only that, even if, even if, like, if you rank the character, the Avengers or whatever, I'm pretty sure that she's going to be, you know, down there pretty low because she's not as popular as the other ones, but she's still a part of the team and you're used to seeing her and she yeah. is important. And so, and then if you just have a soul, period, no pun, just knowing that no one, someone is not coming back, you know what I'm saying, to this universe, that's crazy right there. And you know? just another interesting fact about it is she's one of the first kind of character that you see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, she was right there with Iron Man from the gate. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just, she made the sacrifice, man. She made the sacrifice and they fought for it. They really did to the end. To damn near to the point where they almost sacrificed both they themselves. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I think they did that. It was a great way they did that, man. I think it was cool. It was entertaining. It was sad. It was heartbreaking. I don't I don't think I don't think I don't think uh people understand how powerful those stones are by themselves and 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 let alone when they are together on the gauntlet on the glove uh how much power you're you're taking you know what I mean like I'm I'm going to be jumping back and forth because you know it 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 was just too many things that just popping in my head but the 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 little uh, fighting sequence between Captain Marvel and Thanos. Um, what a lot of people don't know is she's pretty goddamn powerful. Yeah, Big and time. but that stone is so powerful that Thanos. Shout out to Thanos for just thinking on his you know thinking on his feet. He took the stone off the gauntlet <laughs> just to hold it to have that power to get her up off of him. <laughs> <laughs> There was a lot of dope moments like that. Before we get into that big battle, because that big battle was oh my god, awesome. that's probably that the, oh big man. battle was probably one of the, if not the best battle I've seen in the movie. One of the like top two. Yes, yes. But what did you think about Hulk? I liked it. I liked it. You and you know what? I, I can't wait till we get to to the battle because when it comes to Hulk and it comes to Captain Marvel. I like how they didn't I like how they didn't overuse her and I like how they didn't use him at all. Yeah. Because I did too. It, it would have been too predictable. Hulk is another character. That, was, that wasn't predictable. They did a lot of things that wasn't predictable. That's what I'm saying, because Hulk is one of the strongest cats in the in, in, in the Marvel universe. And we all know that. That's why he's been getting criticized <laughs> for for the past year, because it's like Come on, we need your help. <laughs> we need you, you know. And then for them to, uh, you know, to to add Captain Marvel in the mix, we know that you know she is a um, she's a feisty little thing. And yeah. to have both of them, like just to have them two alone, is not fair. So to, for them to for them to portion out the ass whoopings that they gave to Thanos. With with each with each uh, each character or major character, I thought that was dope because in reality, if you really think about it, you don't stand a chance against the Avengers with a full squad. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
So they did a good job with letting everybody who Thanos wronged get their get back. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, including and especially Scarlet Witch. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey! He got one of the coldest lines. You said, "I don't even know you. <laughs> I don't even know you." I don't even. I said, "Wow, wow, man!" Yeah, that was that was that that was crazy. That was crazy. Um. So what what did you think about what do you think about the hog? What do you think about his new personality? <laughs> I like the fact that it's basically Mark Ruffalo. It's just him now. It's just him <laughs> looking like he's on steroids and he's sitting there having fun with people. Fans want him. Hey, Hawk, can we have an autograph? Yeah, yeah, sure, guys. We'll write this autograph for you. Dude. Like like he's yeah, this uh, social media sensation. Yeah, and then you got Ant Man like, hey, I'm Ant Man, and they're like. Okay, we don't know who you are. <laughs> and then him, have Mark Ruffalo having this kind of, no, 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 get that autograph from him. He, he's cool, he's cool. And like, don't make him feel bad. The, yeah, don't make him feel bad. That was a funny, awesome moment in the series. It was great. But you know what? Now let's switch characters. What about Thor? I thought, I thought the way they had Thor in this film was perfect. Like, he lost yeah. confidence. Uh, his anxiety was taking over. And he just became like depressed, depressed, and you could just, and you could see it or whatever, and 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 it showed when when he went back and and you know he had that talk with his mom and things like that. Yo, that's that that's that's tough right there. That's yeah, tough. It showed it. It was really interesting, and it was really at times it was hard to watch because he knew he failed. Yeah. And he knew there was no way of making up for that failure. Even with the point where, even like at the beginning, they were still talking to Thanos. He just took off his fucking head. Like, and they're like, he's like, no, I ain't for the head this time. He's that, not taking that, no more chances. Yeah, that's the emotions. Yep. That was the emotions yeah. kicking in. I mean, the fact that, you know, the, the hard scene for me is that, you know, whether you want to, you know, uh, connect your personal life to the movie, but it did because... Um, you know, I lost my parents a while ago. So the fact that he knew they came back on the day that his mom was supposed to die. Yeah, and that he, was a yeah. That had to be a hard moment for you to watch. Oh man, I, me knowing your history, knowing how you are, and seeing Thor have that one conversation with his mother, the last conversation he could possibly have with his mother, face to face, and him even trying to trying to tell her like, "Hey, this is gonna happen," and he can't really say nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's rough right there. So I. But I I know that just built that that must have gave him he had peace though I think he had peace after that uh, at least you know you get to talk to her um, and you know what you have to do you know what you have to do now I'm glad they left him out of shape I was like I don't want yeah. anything I don't want any magical thing to happen to where he just gets back into shape and stuff like that he still was you know a solid sixty That's seventy true. pounds overweight. I like that they did that. And I like the fact that later in the movie when you had that big battle, mm. Thor was fighting as Fat Thor. Yeah. He was giving him the man. Yep, yep, yep. That was dope, man. That was dope. Was dope. Um let's see. Who who we who can we uh who can we pick next that that kind of stuff? There's so out? many it's so many parts. I don't want to get to that final battle yet because that moment meant so much to me, but seeing that but, but I don't want to get into that just yet. It's cause it's something. So much stuff we haven't talked about. The fact that, well, let's talk about Rocket Raccoon. Okay. It was so interesting watching his character become kind of like that big brother figure to Thor 
Yeah, yeah. You, he got more serious. Yeah, a lot more serious, and he was kind of like trying to get Thor out of the out of the rut, and he. And you can tell that they did they did a good job with that character because you can tell that he wanted to get this fixed so bad because he lost somebody that he cared about. Didn't yeah, he? he lost yeah. he he was one of the few characters that lost everything. Yeah, yep, yep. He you lost know, his whole family essentially. You know, you know how who he kind of reminds me of, um, kind of like Wolverine because you know Wolverine lived yeah. through a lot of death. Yeah. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So and we don't and we don't think about that because it's a cartoon or it's a movie and it's a character and things like that. But if you just really sit up here and think about it, when you live through that type of, you know, trauma and stuff like that, like that could that's it, it kind of forms who you are to why you don't care and why you so radical and shit like that. Yeah, I, I think they did a good job with him. I think they did a good job with Ant-Man. I like the fact that Ant-Man was. Somebody who didn't lose his physical family. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Oh my like, god! Yeah, he didn't lose his daughter or his ex-wife or anybody like that. But he lost his superhero family essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey man, he, when, and, when he opened up that door, when he opened up that door and his daughter, I was like, "Come on, man! Y'all gotta stop! Y'all gotta stop pulling on my emotional strings like that." This. Was a, that was a good moment. When he saw his daughter, his daughter was damn near grown because it's been five years since he's seen her dad. And for him, <laughs> and I can't, it, it just trips me out. It's like five years for them, five seconds, or five hours for him. I think it was five hours for him, right? Yeah, it was five hours for him. And that is crazy, man. Yo, the, whoever comes up with this stuff, you got to be high. I think it was, bro, could you imagine you just having, like, taking a nap and waking up and it's been five years and your daughter's all of a sudden grown. I can't wait till we get to the Captain Mor- uh, Captain America part at, towards the end. Like, yo, that was crazy, man. That was amazing. I I, I, I loved it. Yeah. So that's in short. I love how they ended his story. I love how they ended Tony Stark's story. And I love how they teased the future of Marvel. Well, we need to bring up Tony. You know, because I, I thought they painted a perfect picture of him. He was he was he was uh, he was famished. He was he lost a lot of weight because, you know, the the limited space. Yeah. The, the limited supply that they had. And 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 he looked like he didn't, you know, because, you know, in the previous movies, he he looks physically fit or whatever. And but he yeah. was at that point, like his body matched his mindset. Like, I'm tired. I just want to. Yeah. yeah, I just want to. I just want my family. You know what I'm saying? And that was important to me, like, because I'm that way. I ain't going to lie. I'm that way right now. When I get off work, I want to go straight home to my family. You know what I'm saying? And having somebody in my ear like, yeah, but we got to do this for everybody else. I understand where Tony was coming from. Like, I understand. I cannot lose my family, though. Yeah. That was a that was a powerful moment. The moment when he came back to Earth was powerful. When they got when they all got to the realization that yo we lost not only did we lose we lost everything everything and everything. then it, it, then even when it got to the back to the point it was like not only did we we lose everything there's no rematch there's no get back. <sighs> that was a cold way to kind of put a, cha- a close on that chapter because like even when they chop off Thanos' head it's like no. You're thinking like, okay, what's going to happen now? They got to find someone that's going to... No, five years later passed. Mm-hmm. So for five years, they've been living with the fact that they lost 
All hope is gone. All hope is gone. Captain America's going to group counseling, grief counseling because of <laughs> what he lost. He's coping with it. It's like Yo, and, and and the guy who created Thanos was in the meeting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's dope. That's dope. That was dope. It was it was so many dope parts of that movie. I like the fact that the first half of the movie, while it was funny, it was basically a love letter to Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. a whole bunch of Easter eggs and everything oh, like that. Come on, It was man. a lot of Easter eggs in that first half of the movie. It was. It was. And, and, and we all waited on it. And it's two things that you wait on in the middle of the movie and toward the very end. Um, and that was, you always wait for the cameo. You know what yeah. I'm saying? From Stan Lee. And then towards the end, you always want to see what's going to lead up to the next film. And it didn't happen. And that hurt. <laughs> that hurt. I, I think I like the fact that they didn't do it. I like I like it, too. Although you did hear the ding, ding. Yeah. You heard that at the end. Yeah, that was cool. So there was some there was some there was some conspiracies going on with that. They also said it was a salute to, to Robert Downey Jr. for 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 the. Um, for the Iron Man films, um, it was also um, they said. Well, I have it, a few theories. They they said it might be. They said it might be his daughter. Might be his daughter I back in the a, lab. I have a few theories about that. Uh, we got to get well, to the. We, we got to get to the battle. We got to get to the battle. Yeah, let's get to the battle because I got a big theory about what what direction they're leaning towards with the Marvel universe. But I think it's gonna be awesome. So let's start with on your left. Well, well, let's start with that that big fight before we even get to on your left. Okay. The part where they fight where Hulk, not Hulk, it was Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America are fighting against Thanos. Right. Oh my God! When Captain America caught that, that when he caught that hammer, let me tell you, that, that was, was amazing. I Everybody, my theater cheered. I told, I told Mike, I told Mike, I said, look, I know I have my differences with Captain America. But when he caught that goddamn hammer, I damn near screamed like a little girl. And when he started giving Thanos that work. Oh, my God. My, my wife, I, I kid you not, every Marvel film, the, the fighting parts in Black Panther, Infinity War, there's always a scene where it's about to pop off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When they said, let him in, you know what I'm saying? And, and um, in Infinity War, when it was like, open, you know, open up such and such and let him in. When that fight, when when uh, Thor came down, my wife was the first one to say something. Every movie, she says something. Man, my, my my wife said she said, "Come on!" When she seen Black Panther walk through, she said, "Come on, <laughs> come on!" Because she knew it, <laughs> it was, was about to go down. Such an amazing scene because Thanos and Captain America was going at it, mm-hmm. and he Cap was, was tired though. Cap was tired. Did you see him? It, yeah, and then all of a sudden, Thanos like, fuck this, I ain't got time for this. I'm calling my whole army. And then Cap looks up and sees this whole Chachari army. Man. He's like, well, and- I got to go against them all. He's ready <laughs> to fight them all. And look, look, look. And all of a sudden- <laughs> he looked, and he looked, and he was like, I started seeing shit. I started seeing creatures that I ain't seeing in the Infinity War, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He saw that army. He was like, well, and that, that showed you how awesome this scene was. He was like, well... I guess I'm going to fight to the devil at all. He didn't He didn't back down or nothing. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, and I, this is one of the parts I started to tear up. You hear his headset, Cap, to on, your left. On your left. And you know it's Falcon. You know it's Falcon, baby. And then you start seeing every Avenger 
ever come out. You see Black Panther come out. But but wait, we got we got to do we got to give him we got to give him his own spotlight. First of all, for you, like it, it's a lot of characters in this movie, but for him to be the first one to walk out, it sent a message. It sent yeah. the message to well, like this movie, this movie sent a message, period, especially with the ending. Yes, yes, yes. This is where it's going in terms of like when you hear Captain America in his hair, you hear Falcon out of all people say Cap to your left. On your left. On and, your... Then you, and then you see Black Panther come out, <sighs> all the Wakandans come out. Then you start seeing everybody else pop out these tunnels, and Doctor Strange comes out. We yeah, look, look. Oh, yeah. Doctor Strange got. Don't get me wrong. He got an applause. He is. He is a very valuable character to the to the Avengers. He is. Yeah, he, he was awesome. He um, was but let's just tell you my first tier, my first tier. Now keep you keep keep in mind. I've been emotional the whole second half of the film, but when my yeah. eyes started to water up, and I'm ta- I'm talking to the point where if I would have blinked, then it would have just they coming down. When I seen Spider-Man fly in. Yeah. That was a good one too. When, Come on. And then when he started talking to uh Tony. Oh man. Cause that got oh. me. And Tony just looked at him and just hugged him. Just hugged him because he man could Tony had already he had already in his mind, he had already changed. He said he 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 knew what the big picture was, and he's been feeling bad and, and just down on himself because of what happened with Spider-Man. And yes. for them two to just reunite, man, that was boy. Let me tell you, you couldn't stop me. Yeah, that was a, that was a powerful moment. It was so many powerful moments in this last hour. It was so many powerful moments that were just like almost tear jerking. Like that moment, the moment where Doctor Strange, where Tony's like, uh, "Is this the right ending? Is this is this the right thing? Do I know what to do next? What do I do next?" And he's like, "If I tell you, you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna do it." Then when you hear that part, you know, oh, oh fuck, man. you know it's gonna go. It's not gonna be good for Tony. And shout out, I mean, shout out to Spider Man and uh, Black Panther <laughs> and Captain Marvel for handling that goddamn gauntlet. <laughs> that was all. That was awesome. The part, even the part when she came back, when she came back and just destroyed that ship. Yeah, yeah. When and I said she back and she and she she back with that fire ass haircut. Yeah. That was dope. It was so many cool moments. I like the fact that they explained why she wasn't around all that time. Because well, he was like, "Well, why are you out there?" I'm like, "Well, this Earth out of ventures. What the fuck? I need to be here for." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not only that, though. Let me. The sexiest thing of the sexiest part of that movie, and y'all could judge me if y'all want to. Oh man! Now there was a there was a there was a part where the women reunited. But that was but, dope. But before we get there, let's go back to let's go back to the introduction. Let's go back to where they were all walking out. They were all coming out, and then you see Tony's wife. Yeah, I say you That's gotta be kidding me. That is that, that that is a definition of ride or die right there. That plays into my theory. She next. I had a theory. Yeah, that plays into my theory big time. What's okay. gonna happen next? Is- okay, okay, we're gonna get to the we're gonna get to those a little bit later. Um, how did you feel about the 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 quote unquote women's empowerment <laughs> the, the scene? That that was dope. I like the fact that Marvel showed you, and people give Marvel flack for this, but 
Marvel's been ahead of the curve for this on a, for a while mm-hmm. in terms of diversity. Mm-hmm. You know, they put out movies like Black Panther. Black Widow has been a main member of the Avengers forever now. Mm-hmm. You know, they give you like Captain Marvel. Even though Captain Marvel was their first female-run Marvel movie, Black Panther last year was more about the women than it was actually about T'Challa. Yeah, yeah, you really. Know, they, they've been, yeah, they've been doing this diversity thing for a while. They, and that was that that one scene with Marvel where showing you like, hey. We've been on the diversity kick for a minute. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Yeah, they show yeah. you this moment where all these women who are all ass kickers, who all could probably pretty much have their own movie. Mm-hmm. Not only ass Not only that. Not only that. I go as far as saying this: Do I believe that they could have won? Um, uh, the Avengers could have won that match without Captain Marvel. I don't know. But I do know, I do know, she wore Thanos down to the point where <laughs> yeah, she, he, when he did that, when he went for the head bunt and it didn't fade her. Oh, I that said, was a good callback. <laughs> that was a really good callback to Infinity War because he tried the same thing he tried with Captain America when she when she was taking off the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. He was he tried to smack her like he did Cap, mm-hmm. and she didn't budge. Like, oh yeah, so. You know, um, they definitely needed her. They definitely needed her. But again, I'm glad we got to this point because I said I'm glad they used her the right way. I'm glad they didn't overdo it because she is too powerful. But it it made it made it seem like like, look, I'm going to step in and I know you guys need help. Let's get this job done. But even then, they showed her. They showed her just enough. They showed her just enough, but they didn't show her too powerful. They showed how powerful she is, but they didn't show her being too powerful because he took that goddamn power stone out and he had to use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an awesome. That was an awesome moment. Just getting into that moment, the fact that 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 scene. You know what scene I'm going to talk about next? Uh-oh. Tony Stark taking all the gems and Uh-oh. making his own gauntlet out of his suit. Oh man! They're doing the snap. He and 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 his in his last words, "I am Iron Man." Yeah, that was awesome, man. A perfect way to end that battle, and the, and just watching Thanos just disintegrating the dust. Hey, now tell that is the best way. That's he did it his way. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. He died how he wanted to die. Once he knew it was over, he went and sat down and said, this is it. <laughs> this yeah. is it. And he, he, it just looked like he was like, bro, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. It, it, was, it was fantastic. And then this is, this is the second scene that got me. Tony sitting there dying. Bro. Oh, my God. And then Peter walks up and says, Mr. Stark, we won. Mr. Stark, we won. And he knows that, yo. It's over. Like, that part, that part, that part, but the other part that really got me is when is when she said, we're, we're going to be all right. We're yeah. going to be all right. I said, no, no, you cannot do this to me. Don't yeah. take, and that's where I said <laughs> in the group chat, I don't know if I told you this, but I told Mike and Sean and Chaffee, I said, it should have been Captain America. <laughs> I said it should have been Captain America, damn Don't take Tony from me. <laughs> I think that was the perfect way to end Iron Man's story. Yeah. 
Because yeah. uh, somebody had put up a meme a couple days after it happened. And it said, um, it showed the line where Tony was saying to, I am at, saying to Captain America, all of your powers just came out of a bottle. Damn. And then you show Captain, and then it shows another picture under that of Captain America with the shield and Thor's hammer going up, getting ready to go up against the whole Chachari army. Mm-hmm. And then it shows Captain America saying, you're not the type of guy who goes and puts yourself on the line for the team. Then it shows a picture of Tony just dying because yeah. he didn't save the whole team. Yeah, like, he didn't save the whole team. Is a perfect in- ending to both of those characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, let's get... let's. But, well, I will say this, though. Before we get to the uh, to the Captain America part, that that really touched me as well. I took my hat off to that part. Uh, was I think it was the perfect way for him to go out because I had to be optimistic. And this may not this may not happen in the future, but I'm hoping it does. Is that uh, Tony was smart enough to where he was he was like he was years ahead of us. So maybe he did keep himself alive uh, virtually. Electronically, you know what that, I mean. That plays into my theory. What I think is going to happen. Okay, let's get to it. Well, well, before well, we, well, we, 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 can, we can talk about that theory. We can talk okay. about that theory. Okay. Um, if if you read the comic books, there's a character called Ironheart, mm. African American black girl. Okay. I think she's like 16 years old. Okay. She's basically a new Iron Man. Right. Her AI is Tony Stark. That's and so. The the my conspiracy is that that's going to be his daughter. It's good. It's, it's possible. In the comic books, did, he had a son, though, right? Yeah. Right. In the movies, he has a daughter, which is 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 good. I think I think his daughter is going to end up being. I think they're going to do Riri Williams. I think they're going to do the black girl, fifteen years old, who's a genius, who's going to find that rescue suit. Okay. Okay. I see where you're going use here. That suit to be Iron Man. And I think his daughter is going to end up being her kind of like her pepper pots. Okay. Well, what about her sidekick? What about okay? We got the daughter. What about the wife? I think she's going to be there too. She's going to be kind of like that Alfred. Okay. I think they're going to play into that type of stuff. And well, might as well just say it. I think the next direction for this Marvel universe is going to be if you, if those who read comic books probably know what this is. It's called all new, all different Marvel. Mm. Where the lineup for the Avengers is Spider-Man, but it's not Peter Parker. It's Miles Morales. Mm. Captain America is Falcon. It's Falcon. Yep. Okay. All right. Thor is, in the comic books, is Jane Foster. But I think Thor in the MCU is going to end up being Valkyrie. Really? She's going to become Thor. I definitely think it's going to happen. That's why I think at the end of the movie, where spoiler, this is what well, we've been spoiling the movie all the time. Well, he says, you're going to be the queen of Asgard. You're going to take over Asgard from now on? Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to lead to her becoming Thor. Mm, I like. I think that's going to end up leading to her becoming Thor. I think Riri Williams is going to end up being Iron Man. And I think they're going to build from there. Okay. That's going to be a new Avengers squad for the foreseeable future. That's what I think is going to end up happening. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be here for it regardless. I just hope that well, they, you know, in the comic books, let's get back to uh, Captain America. So, you know, he had to go back and he had to go hide the stones again, right? Yes. Which, which, they, in in our time, it only took five seconds, but he lived his whole entire life based yeah. off of what Tony told him. He said, "Man, you gotta yeah. go live." 
the thing about it, what I thought was cool was he didn't come back. Right. Right. He he didn't come back, for those who don't understand it. He didn't come back. He just came back to that spot mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. As an old, he, that's why he was old. He yeah. didn't come back as he dropped off the stones. He came back to that spot just to give the shield to Falcon. Yep. Because <laughs> he knew he was going to be there at that time. Yeah. He done lived his full life. That's crazy. His full life, though. His full life. And just came literally back to give Falcon that shield. Like, yo, you got to be Captain America now. Yep. Try this on. Which I think was a powerful moment. Yeah. But because they all, I was a... But they also said he stayed... Yeah, but they also said that he stays in connection with the Avengers as like a, you know... Liaison. Uh, yeah. But that was a powerful moment for me because in the comic books and even on the, in the movies, I love the Falcon character. Yeah. Because his character has, has, since the beginning has always been unlike Bucky. For those, but I know people wanted Bucky to be the new Captain America. But they, wanted Bucky, they wanted that. Bucky was their number one pick, boy. Yeah, but well, I Bucky, think They said Falcon Bucky, Bucky got too much blood on his hands. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why. But one of the reasons why I always liked Falcon was because in the MCU version of Falcon, was always ride or die for Cap. Yep. That's a guy. The, anything Cap said, all right, this is what we're doing. We're going to be fugitives now, Cap. Yep. I guess we're going to be fugitives together. I'm on your left. You want to go look for Bucky? We're going to look for Bucky together. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, he's always been so loyal to Cap. And the fact that he said, you know what? Cap was like, you know what? You need to be Captain America. That was, uh, was Captain America's right-hand man. Yeah. The whole time. He stood by Cap through thick and thin, he could have easily walked away from that. He was one of the few characters who could have been like, you know what, Cap, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He chose not to do that. In the comic books, it happens a very similar way where Captain America ends up, his super soldier serum goes bad, he ends up becoming old, and Falcon ends up having to take over the banner of Captain America. But what's interesting about that story, for those who didn't, who didn't read the comic book series, was is that Americans hated it. Hmm. Because they didn't want a black Captain America. Mm, now and you so see. It, now you see where I'm going with this. Teach so, these people, what, man. So this, this is this is why I love this series. Like you know, on a previous episode of my podcast a while back, I had Rodney Barnes on, who wrote a, a lot of episodes of the Falcon comic book, mm-hmm. which was dope as well. But before his run started, what happened was there was like when he while Falcon was Captain America. In the comic books, there was this Russ Limbaugh-type character who was going on the air and just talking trash about Captain America, how he's, oh, he's only looking out for black people and things like that, and he doesn't care about us. He didn't represent America and stuff. And it was almost the exact opposite. Falcon was torn because he was kind of like, kind of being like, trying to be like Obama in a sense. Mm-hmm. When you want to look out for your people, but you want to look out for the world as well. So there were like a lot of powerful moments in the comic books where all the black superheroes had to pull him aside like, yo, you got to look out for us as well. Yep. You got you to gotta represent what we stand for because, yeah, we love Captain America, but for so long, we haven't had that black voice. And you are the black voice for us, and you are the leader of the Avengers, the biggest superhero team in the world, so you have to represent us in a big way. And it, it's a cool moment in comic books. Yeah. Yeah. And I think seeing that on the big screen, seeing a world not getting used to an African American being literally Captain America, holding the colors down. Yep. Yes, 
that could be dope to see on the big screen. Yep, yep. Man. Oh man. Let me tell you, uh, one part that we didn't uh that we didn't bring up was the fact that uh we know we know what Captain America's shield is made of, and Thanos was destroying that goddamn shield. Yeah, oh, we didn't even talk about that part. The fact that this fight, people, we didn't even talk about it. They got Thanos in his prime because it was a younger Thanos. In his prime. We didn't even talk about the whole setup. Yeah, because this wasn't Thanos who was all tired and wanting to retire. Right. This Thanos came back from the past to catch these dudes, and he was in his prime. He was ready to Del- fight. Del- like, this, so- was, this was Mike Tyson Thanos. The young Mike Tyson yeah, Thanos. Yeah, Mike Tyson Thanos. <laughs> yeah. So he was coming and giving these dudes his work. It wasn't like it was... Like, he was whooping ass and taking names. So and, that's I, what made and, and I'm sorry. If y'all haven't seen the movie yet, I don't care. But I'm going to tell you like this. Captain America is... He don't... And he'll say it. He could do this all day. <laughs> he could do this yeah. all day. When I tell you Thanos, and it was going back and forth, blow for blow, that nigga, Captain America was so tired, <laughs> yeah. was so tired, and his shield was was just, when his, you, you don't understand, like, I might joke around and say I don't, I don't like him or anything like that. I know how important he is to the Marvel Universe. When his shield broke, that's the equivalent of when Bane broke Batman's mask. <laughs> like, yeah. it was like... That's not supposed to happen. It's not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and it did, and I said, oh, my God. So when he got that, when it came in on your left, oh, my. Man, That let me tell you, it's not too many things that, like, I can go back to the 90s and, and, and think about certain music and movies that came out and how they made me feel. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm on your left and watching Black Panther walk through and watching Captain America catch that hammer is probably one of the best feelings that I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. When I, like I said, it was another, it was so epic watching that in the theater and seeing this moment, because this moment where Cap's shield broke and they, this whole army is up against Captain America by itself, and you're like, oh crap, this finna go down. Mm-hmm. Then you hear Cap on your left. Oh my God. Every, it was just, it was powerful. An amazing moment. That was powerful. And I had I had this conversation with people on the internet today, like Game of Thrones had a battle this week that was huge. Mm-hmm. So I've and heard. A lot of people liked it. A lot mm-hmm. of people liked it. Mm-hmm. Some people didn't like it. So one of the questions I asked was, did you not like it? Or did you not like it because you just got these saying Endgame is seeing that battle? <laughs> You can't. And, you know, that's not fair. That's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. It's almost not fair because I'm like, I'm like, because when I saw the battle from, because I watched Game of Thrones as well. When I saw the battle of Game of Thrones, I'm like, this is good, but damn, this battle should have came out next week. Mm-hmm. You got to push that back. You got to push yeah, that because, battle back because you just got through watching a battle with your favorite superheroes fighting, and it's not. It wasn't a short battle. Mm-hmm. It was a long, drawn out. Awesome battle when you see all your favorite superheroes fighting these. It, it was an incredible battle. You like, you finally got to see Spider Man say, "All right, suit, go to kill mode." Yeah, 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 man. It was a, it was an amazing moment. And while Game of Thrones was awesome as well, it wasn't that. Yeah, the funny part was when when Peter was like, 
are you sure you can handle this? Like, yeah, yeah. when he was talking to Captain Barber, like, I don't, you know, you sure you can handle this? <laughs> but, um, yeah, that little sequence I, I, right I like there. It. Yeah, that, that that sequence right there between those three characters was dope when they was trying to handle that glove. That was dope, man. That was a great movie. There's a lot of questions that need to be asked about this movie. And I think they're going to address it because I don't know if you saw the interview, but Kevin Feige said that he doesn't see Endgame at the end of this generation's MCU. He sees the end being Spider-Man Far From Home. So I'm kind of curious what happens in Far, Far From Home for him to say that. Well, that's uh, what's that, July 5th? Yes, and, and from, to my knowledge, it's technically a prequel. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot of buzz circling around. Uh, what a lot of people is concerned about is that the films that come out after this, even the projects, the the, the TV shows that come out after this, is it going to? They they're concerned that uh, the end game won't have an influence on these oh, future yeah on these future projects and they, they that's what they're more concerned about because they were like you know you see Peter Parker go back to school and embrace his friend and things like that uh they want to make sure it plays off of that because it goes right into uh Spider-Man away from home and i hope it i, I hope it plays uh, i i hope it plays out a lot like i don't i can honestly tell you i don't know what i want oh well we talked about this technically off air what can top this and we talked about this when I thought I was recording, yeah. and you think, and you uh, and you brought up Avengers versus X Men. Yes, yeah, and, and I and, a perfect way to lead to this. And I've seen this online, and I'm like, yo, it don't get no better than that. They, and because they compared it to like Star Wars movies, and, and I'm not a Star Wars fan, but I know how big the brand is. I know how Game of Thrones is, or whatever. And they were saying, uh, I'm not sure what Star Wars movies that they were talking about. It was like two different Star Wars movies that they're looking forward to. They brought up X-Men versus Avengers, and then there was some other... And then I think it was the Spider-Man movie. Um, yeah. I said, you got to go spider I mean, you got to go X-Men versus Avengers. That would be... I don't... The, honestly, I don't know how they could top this, but I think they can come close to it. I think what I want to see is X-Men versus Avengers or... I want to say there's a couple of ways they can go. They can go Marvel Secret Wars, which is the comic book series where Spider-Man gets the black suit and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. which would be cool. Or straight up, if I was them, how I would end my next phase of Marvel movies, I'd bring in the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and have all of them fight against Galactus. Are we skipping over Dr. Doom? I would have him be in the middle of the series. Like, I would like, this is how I would would build up to it. I would have, I would have like my, I would do, I would build up to the X-Men slowly and and at the same time build up to the Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. And they got, they got to redo that whole Fantastic Four. Somebody got to get a hold of, yeah, they got to just, come on, man. Yeah, they're going to have to redo that whole thing. (laughs) And I think, what would be good about doing the Fantastic Four is I think the cool thing about Marvel getting Fox is the fact that Fox owns so many characters. Yeah. Key characters. Like you said, like key characters, like the Fantastic Four, 
Dr. Doom, the Skrulls, well, not necessarily the Skrulls themselves, but the main Skrull, Super Skrull, is owned by Fox. Mm. Okay. So you can bring in so many different characters. You can bring in so many different characters to make... Did they have a split? Even, even, did they have a split or did they have full full uh, control of the X-Men? Or was it a, like a split? Did they have full certain... Full control of X-Men now. Okay. Now, well, I know they have. I know they have it now, but before, did they have certain like Deadpool? But before, they had nothing. They had nothing. Okay. Because uh, Marvel comic books got a portion of it, but they had no control over any of the characters. They couldn't use any of the X Men. They couldn't use Deadpool. They couldn't use anybody. Shout out to Domino. Now they can use whoever they want to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now they can use everybody. Yeah, I think everybody now. Everybody. I want to. I think the only person they can't use technically is Namor, but I think they can use him now. Man. For those who don't know who Namor is, Namor is Marvel's version of Aquaman, who is awesome, who I hope they use the Black Panther too. Mm. Because this, this, I think you'll like this, Bella. Namor is a dick, for one thing. He's a huge asshole. Wasn't there and a he, reference that, uh, what you call it, said during the movie? About there was. about about him or something. It, I can't remember the yeah. I can't remember the the saying that she said, but she said something like we leave some battles um, below the sea or something like that. It was something like that when yeah. she was talking to um, Black Widow, and a lot of people were saying this was a uh, a message about an upcoming movie that that has something to do with the character that you're talking about. Namor is a jerk. One thing, he hates Black Panther. Oh, that's my guy, though. Oh, but this is the thing about it. This is how cold Namor is. Namor, because he's sometimes a good guy, sometimes a bad guy. He gets so bad at Black Panther at one point in the comic books. He uses his powers and floods Wakanda. Damn. And kills everybody in Wakanda. I ain't going to do that, but piss him off. So you know that Black Panther had to give him that work after that. Mm. So we're gonna we're gonna see how that play out. I mean, if they do uh, create that film, we're gonna see how that plays out because we know when it comes to the comic books and and the actual movie, you know, they don't use all the details from the comic books because the comic books is really they don't dark. Always line up. Yeah. Not only that, yeah, it, the comic get really dark. Yeah, they they can get really dark. <laughs> um. I, well, I mean, what else is there to say? I mean, uh, yeah, man, I think we said it all, man. <sighs> this has been amazing. This has been fun, brother. Awesome movie, man. Awesome movie. I, I think I. Awesome movie. This is this is. It, I, I know we live in a generation or an era where you know things are instantly called classics or it's trash. But I think I think it's safe to say we've been waiting on this project forever. Ten years. And then to tease us, like, because we was waiting on Infinity War forever. Yes. So to get that and say that it's going to be a year later, oh, my God. You know, so. They did it brilliantly. I think when it's all said and done, this will probably be the highest grossing film of all time. By, it should be by a landslide. It should be by a yeah, landslide. Because it's been so long. And it's been so long awaited. And the coolest thing, and the coolest thing about us talking about this is, we don't know what's next. Yeah, we don't know. We don't we know. Don't, we don't have any clue whatsoever. Right. <laughs> like nothing. Like 
usually like the Marvel movies will tell you, like give you like a hint. Okay, oh, this is gonna happen next. They gave us nothing. Right. We don't know what's gonna happen. Not 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 one not one thing. But I will say this. Rest in peace to Iron Man. That's my guy. Oh my God, that's that my was, guy. Yeah, that's that my guy. That he, he went out. He went out. You know. <laughs> Perfect way to end his story. Perfect way to end his story. Yeah, it was. It was. So that was our spoilers. That was my personal take on the movie. That was that was Delvin's personal take. And hopefully, like from from here on out, we just gonna continue to 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 scrape up some information and see what you know what's in the future. Like you know what, and I well, I will say this though, I am not interested in that Phoenix Gray movie at all. I saw a trailer. She cute. I think yeah. I saw it doing it game. It looks interesting, but the problem that I have with it is, we know this is gonna be the last one. B. <laughs> Well, I thought so it's like, I thought it was too late. Like, I yeah. thought I thought I, I think it's coming at the wrong time. Yeah, it's like we know this is gonna be the last one. Be we know this this story right now that you're t- going to tell isn't gonna matter. Yeah, it's not it's just gonna change everything anyway. It's not going to matter. But you know what? She's cute. Um, yeah. Other than that, like I said, rest in peace to Iron Man, Black Widow. You know what I'm saying? Loki, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Loki, uh, yeah. Vision, who's probably going to come back. Oh, He's the one I think actually going to come back. My guy, Vision. We need you. We need you. He's going to come back, I think, because they, I think they announced a TV show with him. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll so be I on think a, he's coming back. We'll be on the lookout for the, for the new project and things like that, but everybody go watch it about six or seven times. This is going to be a movie that I watch probably once a year again, just like I do Boys in the Hood. Um, you know, rest in peace to John Singleton as well. Definitely, um, definitely. But yeah, it's going to be this. This is going to be one of those classic movies that we watch once or twice a year, just like we do with you know, like I said, with Boys in the Hood or whatever your favorite movie is. Uh, definitely going to go into the to the classic section already. And this is the coming up on the on the uh, second. This is going to be the second weekend so far. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's almost a billionaire as we speak. Yeah, I think it's had a billion. Uh, my wife is walking in. <laughs> my, my, my wife is here. Um, wife, do you want Hello, to... Bella, second half. Better half, do you, do you want to tell Do you want to tell the people how emotional you was when, when Spider-Man flew in? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Devin, thanks for coming on. Um, no problem, brother. Anytime. We want, uh, we got to set up uh, Waffles versus Pancakes Part 2. <laughs> I'm always game for that. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So plug your info in and let them know where they can find you at. If you're listening anywhere, iTunes, anywhere you want to go, look up the Delvin Cox Experience. I'm also the new co-hosts on games we don't play with Chalfie and Sean and my brothers. So they got me on there talking crap with them all the time. I love doing that. And I'm also on the Skyward cast with Joey Craig. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, all right. I'm working, man. <laughs> all right, man. Um, and I'll be on your show soon again, right? Oh, definitely. Especially with what I got planned coming up, man. You got a lot of shows, man. <laughs> no doubt. At the end of the day, I'm on your left.
<laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I like that. Good shit, Delvin. What you got going on for the rest of the day? I was supposed to record with Chaffee them, but Chaffee being a... Oh, y'all... y'all re- you got what? something to do. Oh, y'all was supposed to record uh, games we don't play today? No, 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 no. Something else. Another project we're working on. Real big project. Oh, okay. It's coming out next month. I'll be looking out for that. All right. Well, this, uh, I, like I said, I'm going to put this out next week or whatever. Everybody should have enough time by then. I'll put this out next week. and uh, That's a good idea, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that's a, That's well enough time. Yeah, that's plenty of time. Yeah. That's like three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, good shit, man. I appreciate you coming through. Man, anytime, brother. All right, man. Let me get to the family. You get back to that family. All right, brother. Be easy.